Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. On this episode, we will be discussing actress, writer, director, producer, Regina King. Uh, We're going to be talking about some of her works that are our favorites and what she has coming up in the future. So let's get into it. Let's get started. Okay, so the first thing that I knew her for was obviously 227. It was a a young Regina King. She was 14 years old playing Brenda Jenkins. I assume that's the first place you saw her as well. Hmm. I remember watching 227 uh, as a kid, but I don't think I made the connection that she was on the show, you know, when I started seeing her later, because all I really remember was mostly Jack Hay with her. Hi, Mary. <laughs> of course. Her little shuffling around her little hands, <laughs> always uh, causing trouble. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't say she caused Not trouble, causing trouble. No. But she was always in the mix. Always in the mix. That's better. <laughs> um a better description of her. Yeah, so I really only remember mostly Jack Abe. She just stood out, but um, like the adult women uh, characters. So I think it was more of um, when I started seeing her in other things and people would talk about her and it's like, oh, it's the girl from 227. So I'm guessing that was my first official introduction to her, but I can't say I particularly remembered until later. Okay. Yeah, I used to be a big fan of 227 for the same reasons as you. <laughs> looking at Jackie being silly mm-hmm. and because Marla Gibbs was Florence from the Jeffersons, I was already like kind of drawn into it, but she wasn't as sassy on this as she was in the Jeffersons. She was more of the, the straight man and everybody else had the more yeah. comedic roles and she was just, oh, I'm the mom and everything is going to be okay and blah, blah, blah. But that was my biggest introduction to Regina. Yeah, I just remembered sassy Jack Hay slash Sandra and then the, the, the gossipy older neighbor that, yeah. you know, that trope. Yeah, the have, grandma but, sitting in the window yep. being nosy. <laughs> so I did rewatch a couple episodes just to prepare for this. Yeah. Just to see um, Regina's part in it. Just playing your typical teenager. Because mm-hmm, the episode that I watched and we talked about yesterday mm-hmm. was they're having the neighborhood watch and the policeman was upstairs talking to everybody in the building. <laughs> yes. And she's in the kitchen on the telephone and their apartment gets robbed and she doesn't even know it. Yep. Teenagers. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> after the dad says to her, you could have been hurt or killed. She's like, oh, I, I need to go call so-and-so. It's like, that's your first reaction. Yep. Like, you could have been hurt or killed. Let me go tell my friend about this. This is cool. Well, um, the mom, I forgot her name, her character. What's her name again? Mary. Mary. Oh, yeah, how could I forget? Yeah. Hi, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, at least you still got your telephone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving on from 227, the next thing that I saw her in, obviously, was Boys in, in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. That's where we saw her first, uh, playing the sister of one of Ice Cube's friends or whatever, just hanging out at the backyard party. You know what's funny? It wasn't until I started just looking up stuff like her IMDb and whatnot just to prepare for this. I just realized that I never knew her character's name in Boys in the Hood, even though I've seen that movie a million times. I remember her vividly and her lines and stuff. But yeah, when I saw um, her IMDb, I was like, oh, that's her name. <laughs> I don't know if they even said it in the movie. Maybe they didn't. See, now I, it's already slipped my mind. Oh, actually, <laughs> I have her IMDb open. Let me take a quick look. Oh, I have it open on a different page. Never mind. But yeah, I mean, I, I vividly remember her. Like, that is definitely the first uh, memory I have of seeing her in film. 
Mm-hmm. But it's just funny that <laughs> I just never knew the character's name. Yeah. She was always just the girl getting yelled at by Ice Cube. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, why is she hanging out with them if they're always so mean to her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the scene where they pass her the 40 and it's I was empty. I just about to say that. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time and I see it. And she drains it and gives <laughs> it back to him. <laughs> so I guess maybe sometimes she, that character deserves a little bit of uh, ire. Is that how you say the word? From Ice Cube? <laughs> You're going to drink somebody's drink. <laughs> All the way to the end, and then give it back to them empty. <laughs> hey, she she was thirsty. <laughs> um, I watched an interview with her on uh, Sway in the Morning, mm-hmm. and before they introduced her, they played a clip from Boys in the Hood where they were arguing about God, and she was like, "How do you know if God is a he? He could be a she." <laughs> and Ice Cube style, God can't be a bitch, something like that. Right. Anyways, a lot of you know foul language or whatever <laughs> and <laughs> and she's sitting there the whole time listening to it like oh my god because <laughs> you know she's a little older now right <laughs> she says she has no regrets in any of the roles she played but she was a little bit um i don't know if embarrassed is the right word but it was just funny watching her <laughs> listening to um such language <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the scene i was watching earlier today was at the barbecue and they're just talking about how fine Trey is and all this stuff. And their mom calls everybody over to get food and all the dudes rush up to <laughs> <Yes>. the front. <laughs> and then that's when uh, Cuba Gooding kind of gives Ice Cube to look like, hey, tell everybody to back up. Make me look good here. Mm-hmm. Ladies <laughs> first. And Ice Cube just goes, yeah, that's right. Back up. Those got to eat, too. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and then... Uh, it was a different time. Yeah, and then <laughs> someone says something to him about calling them hoes. He was like, all right then, bitch. And yet she continued to hang out with him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next film after that was another John Singleton movie, Poetic Justice, where she played the best friend of Janet Jackson's character, Justice, and she was dating Chicago. Mm, the constant uh, hair brushing. <laughs> yes, Chicago. trying to brush his waves down through the entire movie. <laughs> and you know what? Do we ever see any waves? No, th- so. there weren't any because he had a flat top <laughs> yeah. and he was just trying to get these waves going on the side, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then Tupac threw it over <laughs> Over the, not ledge, what's it called? Cliff, whatever. When he, they got into a fight. I don't know, spoiler alert? You have to Do say we that? Have, we don't need a spoiler <laughs> alert for a movie that's almost 30 years old. Oh, if man. you haven't seen it by now, then good luck. I was just looking for little clips and stuff, too. And I don't know why this makes me crack up, but there's a scene where her and Chicago are fighting. And she goes, you think you did the shit just because you work out? You ain't buff. <laughs> and I don't know why, but you ain't buff just takes me out every single time. As he's standing there brushing, brushing his, his hair. hair. <laughs> you ain't buff. Chicago. I'm going to have to watch that whole movie again. We do. Because it makes no sense. Because first of all, think about this. Mm-hmm. Your friend, actually, both of you work as mail carriers for the Postal Service. Yes. And for whatever reason, they choose you two to drive (laughs) this truck full of mail up to Oakland. If somebody was going to go with you, why would you invite women that you're trying to impress? She needed a ride. So what? (laughs) (laughs) Because remember, Justice, a.k.a. Janet, her car broke down. And so Isha was like, 
Oh, let's go with my boyfriend. In the back of a mail truck. Hey, I didn't say it was a good idea. I'm just saying that's how the plot <laughs> was handled. <laughs> yeah, they- well, she was sitting in the back. She was just fine hanging out in the back with Chicago. Janet got to sit up front with Tupac. Until they got into the fight and she got out yes. and started to walk. I'll walk to Oakland. <laughs> yes. No, you're not. So when they went back to get him, that's when her and Regina had to ride in the back of the truck. Yes. Well, that's because, well, by that time, everybody was fighting. So. Yeah. Because Justice and Isha had a fight, too. Oh, I don't even remember them fighting. Yeah, because she was drinking all the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. She called, you an alcoholic bitch or something <laughs> like that. Oh, I don't man. know if this is a hot take, but I think Regina would have been better as Justice. But obviously, they're going to give the main character to Janet Jackson. Yeah. Because, hello, Janet Jackson is a bigger name. And that's how you're going to sell tickets. Yeah. But in terms of acting and playing the role, I think Regina King would have played that role better. I think so. Janet would have been fine as the friend. But again, obviously, you're, Janet Jackson's a bigger draw. Yeah. I don't think that's a hot take at all. Mm-hmm. Because... Jen is not a really good actress, <laughs> so she would have been better off in a supporting role. Yeah, and Regina's a little bit better at playing, uh, you know, a girl from Cali, right? So, mild take, then? Yeah, I'll give it a warm, a lukewarm warm. take. Okay. But yeah, I definitely, that is um, between Boys in the Hood and Poetic Justice. By then, I was like, all right, I know this person. Mm-hmm. Like, she was someone that I, I liked. The third film that she did with John Singleton and the rest of the crew was Higher Learning. Uh I don't remember anything about Higher Learning other than Michael Rappaport being an (laughs) asshole. He will always be Remy. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't matter what he does, what he says. He will always be the Nazi Remy. (laughs) I'm going to have to watch this one again as well, because like I said, I don't remember any of it other than him being Remy and Busta Rhymes yelling. Just, ah. What about Tyra Banks? You remember her yelling? I don't. Why? I don't remember okay, anything about that anything. movie at all. I completely forgot she was in this movie, but she was part of Ice Cube's crew again, or she was yeah. friends with him. But she and she was also roommates with the the white girl. I can't remember her name. So she didn't have like a very large role, but she was there. Yeah. Because basically at this time, she didn't really have huge roles in these movies that she was doing. Uh, It was mostly smaller supporting stuff, but she made an impact even with these smaller roles. Mm -hmm. So that that's what kind of made me a fan early on. I was just thinking about you saying how she made an impact, um, even though she would have smaller roles, because I also forgot that she was in How Stella Got a Groove Back. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then I just pulled up a clip. And it was when Stella, a.k.a. Angela Bassett, was coming back from her vacation. Mm -hmm. And I guess she's her sister. And she was just like, welcome home, slut, or something (laughs) like that. And she's just like, I want to know all the juicy details and just going on and on. And um, it was a very funny scene. I got good news and I got bad news. (laughs) Yes. And then she's like, what's the good news? Well, I'm still cute (laughs) or I'm still pretty, something like that. Something like that. I got some good news. And I got a little bit of bad news. What? It's not Quincy, is it? No. So what's the good news? Did I say there was some good news? Yes. Oh, I'm still beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, even though it's a smaller role, definitely, like, she made the most of her time on screen. Also, around that time, she did Enemy of the State, mm-hmm. uh, where she played Will Smith's wife. Actually, before we get to Enemy of the State, okay. I just want to mention um, that she was also on Friday. 
Or did we mention that already? No, we didn't. Okay. And she played a sister. But I wanted to mention that because just one of the many interviews I was watching before we started recording was she was just saying how um, she was starting to get typecast already. You mm-hmm. know, always playing like the girl from the, the hood, sort of. or Yeah, the know, sassy friend. The sassy friend or like, you know, because when you think about all those roles that we just talked about, um, she's basically the same person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so like in Poetic Justice mm-hmm. and Boys in the Hood, she even has the same hairstyle. <laughs> like she still has the same braid. Yeah. In those movies. Hey, a job is your job, right? And you got to get your start somewhere. And then things like Enemy of the State started coming. I, again, don't remember much about that movie <laughs> until I watched some clips yesterday. Uh, I've only seen it the one time, but it, it made me laugh when I watched uh, the scene where. Will is talking about how they have to be careful now because whoever was chasing one guy is now chasing him. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, they're not going to chase us out of our house and blah, blah, blah. And there's this little dog that she keeps picking up. He takes from her and keeps putting it back (laughs) down. And he opens up her robe and sees that she's wearing a present that for Christmas that he was giving to her. In this tense moment, he's like, so you just going through my stuff now? <laughs> and she's like, well, it looks better on me than it would on you or something like that. It's like, you guys taking this time to have this conversation? Yeah. Like somebody's trying to kill you. That leads us into category i'm gonna call black famous and white famous Mm -hmm. uh it's things that we know her for Mm kind of like the boys in the hood uh friday poetic justice poetic justice things like that and what other people may know Mm -hmm. her for things like legally blonde too or miss congeniality yeah speaking of typecasting she played a cop in that yes she plays cops a lot too and there's another thing she brought up in one of her uh, interviews is then she got typecasted as the wife because she was in Jerry yeah. Maguire as the wife, mm-hmm. uh, enemy of the state, uh, Ray. In uh, Jerry Maguire, she was funny because she always kept him in his place. Mm-hmm. He did a, a promotion for like a waterbed company. Mm-hmm. And she basically went to Tom Cruise's office playing Jerry. And I was like, when you put him in a waterbed warehouse commercial, excuse me, you're making him common. When you know we deserve the big four shoe, car, clothing line, soft drink. I know about the four jewels of the celebrity endorsement dollar. Wow. I majored in marketing, baby, and so did my husband. We came to play. And we're not going to be doing these waterbed <laughs> promotions anymore. Yeah. She's like, I want sneaker deals, I want yes. car deals, and all of this stuff. And Tom Cruise is just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think the I'm common theme, yeah, the common theme in whatever roles she plays, even if she, it seems like she gets shit, like she'll move forward in her career and then get typecasted for a little bit, move forward, get typecasted <laughs> yeah. for a bit. But um, the common theme in her, all her roles is she's always strong. Mm-hmm. She don't take no mess. No. And she's always just the person that tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. She doesn't play any weak characters. The damsel in distress type character she definitely does not i'm trying to think of i don't think there's anything where she's even in um 
American crime. Uh, I was rewatching season two where she plays like the mother. Oh, and then she got to play a lot of mothers after yeah. a while too. <laughs> she plays the mother of one of the kids who gets in trouble. And obviously that's an emotional position to be in, but she still definitely is not one to be pushed around. Um, I wanted to bring back uh, something you were saying about being uh, black famous versus white famous. Uh-huh. Um, so I was looking at the awards list, things that she's won or been nominated for on IMDb. And it's just funny because, um, if you look at things like BET awards, the NAACP awards, she's been nominated or won stuff for that since pretty much like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So for the BET awards, she's been nominated since 2001 for Down to Earth with Chris Rock. She was nominated in 2005 for Miss Congeniality 2, Ray, Cinderella Story, and pretty much every few years or so, most of the stuff she's done during that time. Mm -hmm. But she didn't start winning things or being nominated for things like the Emmy Awards or the Golden Globes or the Academy until 2015 for American Crime. And then after that, some of the other more, um, shall we say, commercial stuff or mainstream? (laughs) Are we being delicate here in what we say? (laughs) (laughs) But we know what the main audience is for Academy, Golden Globes and Emmys versus, you know, BET or NAACP. So it's just interesting to see like people we've known for a long time. Like she has a long career just going through all her stuff. There's Since half the 1985. Stuff, yeah. Like half the stuff I don't even remember. I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> she's in this or a bunch of stuff I haven't watched. And she hasn't been winning um, being noticed outside of certain circles until, you know, 2015 or So it's one of those like 10, 20, 30 year overnight success because now it feels like she's everywhere (laughs) now. Because she is. But then you look at her IMDb and you see she's always been everywhere. Yeah, she's been working consistently for 36 years. Yeah. And as we said before, even though she was starting to get more starring roles as of late, she was still impactful in her supporting roles. It's just crazy to think about that she's been doing this for 36 years consistently and you don't hear about any issues with her getting arrested for fighting in a club somewhere (laughs) or throwing things at paparazzi and cursing people out on set it's like she comes in gets the job done moves on gets all this critical acclaim moves on to the next one and just keeps progressing her career without any issues at least none that we know of publicly and even though um she'll go through different periods of being typecasted She still has the range (laughs) in terms of being able to play a lot of different roles. Like, yeah, maybe she played a lot of wives. She played a lot of cops. (laughs) She played a lot of, you know, neighborhood girls or whatever. But the fact that she can play all those different kinds of roles and be convincing is pretty good. Uh, And you can really see that with the three seasons of American Crime. Because each season they basically tell a different story. So she's playing different characters every year. Uh, Season one, she's playing the sister of a guy that's convicted or accused of murder. Uh Uh, She kills in that role. Uh Uh, The following season where you said she played the mom of the basketball star who gets caught up into some scandal and Uh she gets caught in her own scandal. Uh It's completely different from the season before. Yes. Uh, And then the third season, she plays a social worker on the same show. So even though she is on the same show, she's playing three completely different characters that have Mm -hmm. nothing to do with each other Mm -hmm. in terms of how it's portrayed or the style of acting that she's doing. And it 
and she's able to pull it off very easily. Yeah, and she could play um, serious roles. She can also be really funny, as we've seen, you know, the difference between her role, like on Southland, for example, versus um, how Stella got her groove back. <laughs> completely yeah. different roles. And speaking of completely different roles, mm-hmm. uh, playing both an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old <laughs> yeah. on the boondocks is just hilarious to me because some of the lines that they give her to say on that show are fun, some of the funniest things that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I'm going to play this one right now. Okay. I'm saying you ain't had to ruin my shirt like that. I can't even pop my collar no more. <laughs> I got to figure out what we're going to eat. Can't you just be happy to see another nigga fitted up, looking dipped in butter and shining and glistening? We're going to run out of food in a few days, Riley. You supposed to be in charge. You supposed to be the leader. Lead us to some breakfast then, nigga. <laughs> Badass little kids. <laughs> that kills me was every time I hear it. When granddad was dating a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> and he was giving her all his money. Yeah. Hey, I'm they were doing left to hoe fend. laundry. <laughs> they were left to fend for themselves. <laughs> and he left some money there yeah. for him. And <laughs> Riley took the money yeah. and bought a new outfit with it. <laughs> Yeah, just her being able to do those two characters. See, from that episode, the line that I remember is, Not the Cheddar Biscuits, <laughs> Granddad. <laughs> Taking hoes out to eat. You don't even take the fam out to eat. <laughs> it's funny because when I started watching Boondocks, I didn't realize it was her. But now, after I found out that it was her, um, I can't unhear it. <laughs> yeah. Because no matter what they're saying, you hear a version of her in it. Yeah, I love the Boondocks. I can't wait for the new season. Yeah, I think we need to rewatch it. Um, yeah, because, definitely. They were so on point with a lot of their commentary. Yeah. Of course, the infamous He Who Will Not Be Named episode. Yes, the, um, the nigga who shall not be named <laughs> on this podcast. The dancing in the courtroom <laughs> and stuff. It's just so weird to think about how that was episode was so long ago and now it's so relevant being that he's finally getting prosecuted and, you know, he still has fans and whatnot, which is basically what the episode was talking about. And that was like 15 years ago. It's kind of also unfortunate that a lot of times when you watch these older shows that the topics are still so relevant, unfortunately, 10, 15, 20 years later. Uh, It's the world we live in. Yes. (laughs) Unfortunately. Unfortunately. about her latest run mm-hmm. uh, we kind of talked about her being black famous versus white famous <laughs> yes. and you mentioned the awards that she's been racking up over the past couple years and it's big things too mm-hmm. like she has an academy award for if beale street could talk uh critics choice awards for the same movie golden globe award for that uh she's winning tv awards so she's got primetime emmys for two seasons of american crime uh, one for Seven Seconds, one for Watchmen, mm-hmm. uh, Critics' Choice Awards for those shows. So she's getting a lot of critical acclaim right. over the past four, five, six years, which she wasn't getting before. Yeah. And she's like leading these casts as well. So she's having her profile elevated by continuing to win these awards. And you spoke on this earlier about how she's consistently been getting nominated from smaller entities like the NAACP and BET, mm-hmm. which I would assume are really meaningful to her as well. Yeah. 
an award's an award. <laughs> People recognizing you for your work, um, I would imagine, would always feel good. Yeah, and coming from the NAACP and BET, coming from your people, yeah, it, I'm sure it means a lot as well. But I'm glad to see that she's being recognized outside of our circles and people are starting to see the greatness. You know, when that like Oscar's so white movement started a few years ago and similar things, you know, there's always um, the idea of like, who cares what they think as long as you're doing good work. Right. And I understand that, too, like not getting nominated for an academy or something isn't shouldn't be a reason why you should stop working. (laughs) But I think at the same time. Whether you care about like who's paying attention to your work or whatever, like it makes sense that when a person does good work that they are acknowledged for it. Uh, what's funny is uh, currently there's an ad for Cadillac that's running and she's starring in the ad, but she's also directing herself as the star of okay. the ad. <laughs> In the, in the commercial, so it's like a commercial of her making a commercial yeah. for Cadillac. <laughs> it's Regina King Inception, where I'm going to be <laughs> the director who's directing themselves yeah. as an actress. Well, she is getting into directing in the last little while, too, right? Past four or five years or so, mm-hmm. uh, just looking at the list here, she's done an episode of Insecure, uh, The Good Doctor, Shameless, This Is Us, and... None of these shows are like similar. So it's showing her range as a director as Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. that she can do all types of TV shows. She's working on a movie right now called One Night in Miami. I don't know how true the story is, but a fictional story of Muhammad Ali, uh, Jim Brown and a couple other uh, black leaders meeting in Miami and what came of that. So I'm really excited to see this movie. I think one of the the good things, too, is the stuff that she's been doing as of late and the stuff that she's getting more recognition for are films that are films and TV shows that have important themes and don't put her in a situation where she has to play a character that's, you know, you see people in movies and TV shows and you're like, yeah, that person did that just for that check, right? Or for the opportunity or whatever, right? Yeah. The mortgage had to be paid. Yeah. And because when I was looking through random clips of of movies she's been in that I hadn't seen before, and I was watching the trailer for Miss Congeniality 2, I would think that around this time, I'm I'm sort of just making guesses here, but I would think around this time is her sort of trying to break into that, what we were saying, the black famous, white famous, by her being in a movie like Miss Congeniality. And like her character basically has to put up with... um, her co-worker's Karen behavior, because as soon as she walks in, she's like, hey, sister, whatever. She's like, don't call me sister. And then there's another scene where she's that's like her role is to like tone down um, foolishness. Yeah. Like the she, there's a scene where I guess they had to dress up uh, at a drag club or something. Mm-hmm. She's dressed up as Tina and um, Tina Turner. And uh, what, how did I just forget the lead? Oh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is dressed up something else. Sandra's like, I don't understand why I couldn't be Tina. And she's just like, really? And it's just like <laughs> this two minute trailer is her just managing <laughs> Sandra's Karen is basically right when you're uh, a person of color especially a black woman your roles can be limited right like you just kind of have to play you know the black friend the sassy right. black friend or like if you're Asian whatever you got to do an accent and so uh, it's kind of nice to see that the stuff that she's doing now is like doesn't put her in a position where she has to you know get mad at a white woman for calling her sister <laughs> I still haven't seen if Beale Street could talk, even though I really want to, just because 
thinking about watching a movie that's going to be that emotional in terms of you have like this young black couple and then he gets charged with a crime that he didn't commit, something along those lines. And these days you just turn on the news and it's everywhere. Yeah. So I really want to watch the movie, but I just can't like I just haven't been in like if I want to be entertained. Yeah. You're not into doing recreational yeah. sadness. Yes. So as much as it's it's good that she's been working in a lot of like important movies and TV shows with important themes, sometimes it's also hard to watch. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so drawn to things that she does. Yeah. I kind of have to watch it. Yeah. I do want to watch If Beale Street Could Talk as well. So maybe we can throw it on tonight and give a quick synopsis on the bird or something. <laughs> maybe. Um, well, we did watch Seven Seconds. Yeah. Which was also on my to watch list, but for the same reasons, never got around to it because what's the theme? Yeah, right? the, the same recreational sadness. <laughs> yes. Young potential. black teenager gets murdered. This is not a spoiler. This is just a, the the actual storyline. And the parents and family fighting for justice. Yes, and she's the mother. So I, you know, I it's been on my to watch list forever. But for the purposes of research, we finally did watch it. Yes. And, and it was she good. was very good. And yeah. Very convincing and uh, very like pulling at your heartstrings and stuff. I would uh, recommend it as a watch. But yeah, I think also, so. you know, only if you're in the mood for yeah, something. Just, just go into it knowing <laughs> that it's going to be heavy. Yeah. It's not going to be something that you're going to feel good at the end of it. <laughs> yes. But if you look at it in terms of it just being an acting performance, mm-hmm. then this is a good thing to watch. Yeah. But if you were trying to avoid just recreational sadness, recreational <laughs> sadness, like I said, then you might want to put this one away for a while. Yeah. And watch Watchmen instead. Yeah. Well, well, see, Watchmen oh, has similar themes. The thing as well. about it, yeah, it's true. The thing about Watchmen, though, even though it has similar themes of you know racial oppression and such, it it's does kind of help play. that it's a super, superhero, and you get to see you get to see her being a badass, which is yeah. when she's at her best, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, Watchmen is different in the sense that it is like comic book based, mm-hmm. so it's not completely based in reality and mm-hmm. there are some things that you're like eh, that should be real yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can help balance it out the the hard and heavy stuff that's yeah. happening in Watchmen with just I'm gonna take some popcorn and watch this blue guy yeah. fly around and people get shot into space with a slingshot and random things like that. But I think it also, it's, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this many times. It's also nice to um, have more things that we could watch where we just see people of color doing stuff, right? Just everyday stuff. Like our lived experiences includes racial issues. And I think a show like Watchmen um, it didn't feel forced because that is the lives of black people. Right. right? And so I think it's important to, um, you know, you're watching a comic book movie, but I think it's also uh, refreshing that they don't have to pretend that these other things don't exist, um, even though it's supposed to be like a fictional story. I actually want to watch Watchmen again. It was entertaining. There's some things that I missed in it yeah. and I still need to have answered. And I'm not going to spoil anything by saying it now because that one was only a year ago. So, yeah, I will refrain from any spoilers. I I need to watch it again, too, because there's definitely details that I missed. I wish there would be another season, but I understand why 
yeah. and not doing another season because it ended perfectly. Yeah. In my opinion, I could be wrong. Some people I need to might, watch it again. might think the ending was terrible, <laughs> but I think the ending and wrapping everything up was perfect. Yeah. I think because uh, I don't really know much about the comic book side of the story. There was some stuff that was just confusing to me. <laughs> but even if you're not into comics, I think this would be something that's worth watching. It is because I wasn't familiar with the Watchmen comic either. Mm-hmm. But just the story and picking it up and understanding how they drew from the original comic and the original movie and put it into this series was mm-hmm. really good. Watch the Watchmen. Yes, we need to watch If Beale Street Could Talk. We can put that on in the next we couple days. Need to rewatch the Boondocks. Definitely, definitely need to rewatch yeah, the Boondocks. I don't think I've, aside from you know clips here and there that pop up on Twitter or whatever, I don't think I've watched it probably since I was in university or around that time. No, when it was on Netflix. Yeah. Probably 2012, 2013. We watched it then. Oh, we did? Okay, I forgot. We we watched it then. (laughs) But I need to rewatch it just to see the stuff that they were talking about then in today's context. I'd watched a few clips while researching this, trying to find the perfect clip with her doing both voices. Mm -hmm. And I watched a lot of it and it's still hilarious. (laughs) I was literally sitting down here giggling to myself, hoping that you didn't hear me from upstairs. (laughs) I didn't. As I'm watching, actually, no, I'm lying. I did hear you do some laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't help it. And there's so many quotables. So many. Uh, stuff that we say all the time just to each other and I like how many times did I used to say not the cheddar biscuits Brandon <laughs> like what all other the things we're always saying like it's such a memorable show <laughs> yeah and I read that in the pilot she was only supposed to do one voice mm-hmm. and then they decided to let her go ahead and take a shot at both of them so uh, I'm glad that Aaron Mc- McGruder or whoever made that decision <laughs> went with it because it it's just perfect And it makes sense um, when you think about, I mean, I don't know how much this matters, but being that they're brothers, brothers, that they have similar voices because it's the same person. (laughs) But that helps. Yeah, it's similar, but different. It's different enough that, you know, they're two different individuals. All right. So that is all I really had. Uh, Do you have any closing statements or thoughts Um, on her career? I was going to say if... You don't feel like watching any of the her movies that has heavier themes. There's so many interviews with her online and she's just fun to watch. <laughs> so if you just want a Regina fix, just look for her interviews on YouTube. There's an interview with her um, where she talks about when she was in Ray. And she was arguing with Jamie Foxx. Like they had a scene where they were fighting and she said she smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> and she's like, it just, you know, you're in the moment and overcame. And <laughs> apparently he still talks about it. So you just get like these cute little tidbits uh, of her all of her vast experience. You hear little stuff like that. Or in Seven Seconds, she plays the mother, but she said that she additionally wanted to play the role of the ADA. If you want that Regina fix, just look for interviews online so you can hear her talking about um, stories about working or even just silly stuff. Like I think it was Glamour, one mm-hmm. of these magazines, she did an interview with them. Like they just did like, um you know, 10 questions. And one of it was like, what word makes you cringe? Okay. And she's like, coochie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, she is. She seems like she's a delight. <laughs> um, I realize in doing all this research and just watching different clips and then watching seven seconds over the past couple weeks, I'm going to go out on a limb. I might not even be out on a limb because I'm the only one who's here. And it's my opinion okay. it's for me. I'm going to say that she is my favorite actress. Oh, I had never really thought about mm-hmm. who my favorite actress would be. But after watching all of these things and just looking at stuff, I was like, you know what? I think it's Regina King because solid choice. Just when, for instance, when the Watchmen came out, I had no idea what it was about. The poster was just her wearing this black leather outfit with a <laughs> mask on. It's like, this shit's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it looks like it's going to be brilliant. And then just looking back on other things that I've just wanted to get into not knowing anything about it and really enjoyed it. So like mm-hmm. all the American crime stuff, since it changes every season, right? I never really knew what they were going to be about. Uh, I didn't watch them when they were on. I would always watch it like the following year when it came on Netflix or something like that. So just sight unseen, throw up some Gina King stuff. I'm going to watch it. So I'm saying she's my favorite. All actress. right. I've never thought about who my favorite actress is either, but I would say that's she's a solid choice. Yeah, I'm going with that. Yeah, because she's very consistent. She is. Because you know what? Of all the things we've watched her in, there's never been one where we're, we're like, oh. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like, even if we didn't particularly, like, the movie wasn't as good as another movie or something, it wasn't, that was terrible. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which happens with some movies that we watch. Yeah. We'll save that for another episode. But definitely when we were doing research for another actor, there was definitely some movies where we were like, that was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I will go out and tell you right now. I'm not going to say who. Okay. Not going to say who, but we are doing an episode on an actor and that man did the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, all right. Well, we'll that's a teaser for uh, an <laughs> a upcoming future episode. A future episode. Keep We're, that in mind. Yeah. There's a brilliant actor who did the worst movie of all time. <laughs> and if you have any guesses, feel free to shoot them over to us on the gram or on the bird. Blah blah blah, but isn't she like fifty? No, nah, so, she's close. Almost, to it, right? Almost. Because I think I saw a quote, something about her saying that people are starting to like notice her more now that she's in her forties or something. And then I looked it up, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, she's almost fifty. Those biceps. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, <sighs> she looked like she can just punch a hole through a wall, and then like look cute. While yeah. she's doing it. <laughs> While well, doing we, it. we've seen her basically do that stuff. Remember, I was telling you about the scene in Southland that you forgot about. She's protecting, I, I believe, the a young woman, a young girl, and I believe she's a witness. And like some guys come over to try to, you know, take them out. And she's just going around the house with this shotgun, just blasting everybody. And when I was trying to find that clip, I found uh, someone had uploaded a clip of that scene and he titled it Why I Love Regina King. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not the only one. I guess you might I've have never, to send that over to me. Yeah. I've never really found uh, guns to be sexy, but I was I remember watching that scene and I was like, God damn, Regina King is badass, <laughs> right? It's just like, all right. I think I kind of see why people are like attracted to these things, right? <laughs> 
And apparently whoever uploaded that thinks so as well. I need to see it because I don't remember the scene. Yeah. But you're always talking about it. So send that over. I will. (laughs) Any last words about Ms. Regina King? No. uh, Just say, hey, she's my favorite actress moving forward. From this point, moving forward, I'm fighting for Regina King. Yeah, that's all I have. Um, The only thing I have left is we need to just... Put our feelings aside in terms of some and of this. watch if Beale Street could talk. <laughs> yep, and just just watch it. Yeah, and have it some some tissues ready. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> on that note, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of They Reminisce Over You. I'm Miguel, and I'm Christina. And we just want to take the time to let you guys know that you can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Troy Podcast. All of our socials are at Troy Podcast. You can check us out at TroyPodcast.com as well. And make sure to rate, uh, subscribe, and review on whichever service you get your podcasts. Five stars, please. Five stars, or I will come to your house. I'm not going to do anything when I get there, but (laughs) I'm going to come to your house and eat up a chicken or something. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.